Hey everybody, this is Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery and a proud sponsor of Todd Sylvester's BeliefCast. We are excited to have you join us as we discuss Wasatch Recovery's unique treatment programs for overcoming addictions and techniques for developing a healthier lifestyle. We call this the Wasatch Way. Wasatch Recovery's goal is to instill hope, teach resilience, and help you achieve recovery. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is another edition of the Wasatch Way. My name's Todd Sylvester, your host. And as always, we have Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery. Mark, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we love these Wasatch Ways. We've had great feedback from you guys listening and sharing these things. We've had people come into treatment because of it. And it's been a really good thing to, to get people some help. So thank you for supporting us and sharing these episodes. And we hope that you'll do that with this one as well. And and so today, Mark and I wanted to talk about something that uh, we, we do here at Wasatch. I mean, this happens at other treatment centers, but I think we're really, really good at it is we um, build awareness with these clients that come in. And, and, you know, that might sound like, oh, wow, what does that even mean? We were just saying we turn on the lights when people come here to their lives. And a lot of times they do not want us to turn them on, right? It's like, turn that back off. Yep. Because we basically are showing them this is the mess that's been created from your struggles. You know, and not in a shaming way, but you have to see what's going on. So love to hear your thoughts, Mark, on just kind of your perspective. Because I think, you again, you're involved with our clients, which is really awesome. And uh, you do a lot of talking and you a lot, a lot of motivating these people to kind of do the right thing, and uh, so love to hear your thoughts on you know the awareness piece. Well, I love the whole awareness piece. I really do. I think that um, it's the one piece, just like you say, that is difficult for people because they have to get vulnerable or they have to humble themselves to really become aware of their situation or really mm-hmm. accept their situation for what it is. Yeah. And that's where I think we're so good is, you know, people come in and they've, maybe it's their first time coming to treatment. It may be their 10th time coming right, to treatment. Yeah. And so often they're just not really aware of what, is going on. They can't understand why they got in the situation that they're in. If somebody's returning, we often yeah. hear, I don't know what happened. Right. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I, all of a sudden I was just here again. Yeah. And you know, to be able to enlighten them or just like you say, open their eyes mm-hmm. and to get them to see what's going on yeah. is in, in my opinion, probably one of the most important parts of the therapeutic process. Yeah. If, if they can't get to, you know, if they don't have any awareness around their situation, they're not going to get better. Absolutely. No, couldn't agree more. And I, you know, what's fascinating to me is, you know, we'll, and you know this too, Mark, we'll, we'll ask these clients who've come in, they've been to other treatment centers, they've gone through this whole thing for years and I'll ask them and our therapist will ask them, well, why do you use, why do you blow up your life? And they literally go, I have no idea. It's like, you never learned that in through all this thing through all these processes you've been through and and it's just blows my mind. <laughs> and I think that's why we're really good here because we want that person who comes through this program to leave here with, in my opinion, two of the most important questions. Who are you and why did you blow up your life? If you don't know the reasons why you're blowing up your life, how can you address the problem? Right. So we get them there quickly, again, opening their eyes like, okay, here's what we're seeing. 
this is probably why you're blowing up your life. And it's really awesome to watch when they go, I have never thought of it that way. Right. So we often say, you know, we break people down and then we build them up. Mm -hmm. Some people get a little bit nervous about that statement (laughs) because they think, oh, they're going to break me down. No, we're not going to break you down in a negative sense. Right. We're going to make you aware of what's going on. And then we're going to address that problem. And then we're going to give you skills that will eventually make you better, you know, or keep you from doing what you've continually done over and over and over. Right. So I think it's awesome to see. And it's, it's amazing to me because you'll see people come in, you know, they're still detoxing. They're still not processing very well. They're not retaining information very well. They're probably a little adverse to what we're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, and it's amazing. And it always happens about the same time, probably between week three and week five, when somebody comes (laughs) to residential, all of a sudden that light bulb turns on or you see their eyes are opened and now they're going, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm a mess. Yeah. And that's why, you know, here at Wasatch, we don't put a timetable on residential. We don't put a timetable on any level of care. Yeah. Because if we can't get to that problem or get to the awareness side of it, they're not going to make any progress going to outpatient. Yeah. You know, they got to get to some of those root issues before they're going to be able to go to outpatient. Absolutely. And, And when they resist that, because it is uncomfortable, no one likes to be uncomfortable. So naturally, what do they do? They get defensive and they don't want to go there. But the ones that will actually get vulnerable and allow that to happen and go, you know what? I do see now why I've been blowing up my life. I've been blaming so-and-so or I've been blaming this or that. And then they get the chance to start taking accountability for what they've done. Yeah, And that's when the healing starts. Oh, it's amazing to watch that hundred percent. And it is easy. It's easy for all of us. If you're a drug addict or not, you know, to blame our situation Mm -hmm. on other things, right? It's the way we grew up. It's, oh, my family was dysfunctional or we didn't have enough money or, you know, I could name a hundred reasons why Mm -hmm. basically we get into the victim stance is what it is, is we can become victims real easy to our situations. Yeah. But if we allow ourselves to get in that mindset, you, your awareness goes away quickly. Yeah. And then you just feel bad for yourself and you get stuck in this, you know, yeah. rotation of over and over and over, you know, the insanity part of life, you for know, sure. oh, yeah. trying to do the same thing over and over with a different result just doesn't work. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah. And so oftentimes I love to say to them, Hey, do you believe we know what we're doing? And they'll say, well, yeah. <laughs> and I go, okay. Yeah. then listen. Listen to us. Listen to us. Yeah. And we'll tell you what you need to know. Yeah. And, you know, immediately they go, oh, that's a little scary because I might have to change a few things, you know, and that's scary to change. Yes, it is. Yeah. You bring up a really good point there. You know, I was thinking, what are some of the things we do here at Wasatch that really turn on the lights? You know, Wendy McCarter, our clinical director, has a a beautiful definition of addiction. And, And here's what it is. The perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering. And I, I've loved that ever since she, I heard it from her several years ago. And I've, you know, I, I use it all the time. Always give her credit for that because I just, it really opened my eyes. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's so perfect because 
again, we avoid just naturally. We don't like to feel discomfort. We don't like to feel pain and it's understandable. But man, when you realize the reason why you're blowing up your life is you're avoiding legitimate suffering. If you lose a job, right? It's legitimate that you would suffer a little bit over that. Sure. It's legitimate. So addiction is you're going to avoid that legitimate suffering by numbing out and going to use, right? It's legitimate if your parents divorce that you would suffer over that. That's legitimate. It's legitimate that you get arrested and you're feeling sad and depressed and guilt and shame. That's legitimate suffering, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what we do here, just by sharing that um, definition, it turns on the lights. People, I hear it all the time. Man, I've never heard that definition ever. And it makes perfect sense. So it that's really one does. of many things that you know, we and, and our therapists do a great job at turning on those lights. Well, I love that. I love, I love that statement that Wendy gives. And what's funny is, is, you know, I, I could even point out my own situations of how I avoid, right? For sure. My own awareness. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking drugs and drinking alcohol, I can compartmentalize things and just yeah. set them on the shelf. Yep. Right. Yeah. And even myself for so long, it's easy for me to detach myself from the problem, set it to the side, mm-hmm. avoid it like crazy <laughs> and yeah. never want to address it because again, yeah, it, it, it hurts. You're suffering through that. Yeah. So that's the way that I've always done it. And finally, mm-hmm. you know, after years and years and years, all of a sudden I was made more aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> And even I have to work on that all the time because I will catch myself doing that. And then I got to humble myself and, and talk and communicate and do those things that I hate to do. Yeah. So it's not just with addiction, but it's with everything. Yeah. It's with everything for all of us. This relates to everyone listening, whether you're an addict or not. Right. We avoid legitimate suffering. Yeah, absolutely. But we didn't do it as kids. So like I always refer and this is another way we turn on some lights here as, you know, I'll tell the clients when you were little, you know, and I was, you know, when you were like two feet tall, how did you handle a bad day? You know, and I love to hear the responses. I'd be like, well, I probably cried and maybe threw a tantrum. I'm like, yeah, maybe you threw a toy across the room. You might've kicked your bed. But then I said, what did always, what always eventually happened? And they get to that, you know, answer and they say, well, it got better. I go, exactly. We had it figured out when we were kids. We just sat in that discomfort. Yeah. We legitimately just sat and suffered a little bit, which proved to us we could do hard things as kids, right? right? But now, you know, when we see addicts, right, they've now taught themselves that when things get hard, I'm going to this now. Right. I'm not going to just sit in it like I did when I was a kid. So I'm always telling the clients here, you had it figured out when you were little. <laughs> and just that awareness they start going, oh, man, I never thought of it that way. Right. So you still have it in you. Oh, 100%. We just do, all we're doing is reminding you, or again, turning on the lights and let you see the awareness around this. Yeah, we're really too smart for our own good. Yeah. We, we think of too much. <laughs> if Again, if if we would just cut our heads off, I say this to a lot of people, just cut your heads off and, <laughs> and do what we tell you to do. Because if you think about yeah. it too much, that's what's causing you to go to those areas that yeah. are uncomfortable and you want to avoid. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we're, sm- we're smart enough to go, mm, if I take this yeah. or if I do this, I don't have to feel that suffering. 
Yeah. And we need to feel it. Yeah. And that is where we're so good here is we create situations where they're going to have to feel. Yeah. And again, you know, I see other places that we call it sitting on the surface. Mm-hmm. We don't want to quite get to yeah. any trauma because, you know, that could, that could create too much suffering for them. No, that's not true. Right. That is the suffering that they need to yes. feel because they've, yeah. they've felt that before and that's what they're running away from. Yeah. Let's process through that stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get that off yeah. of their shoulders. Yeah. Now, why would we ever sit on the surface? I know. And it, it reminds me of a quote by good old Mr. Rogers. If you can mention it, you can manage it. There you go. Right? And he would say that all the time. And think about that. That's what we do. Let's let's bring it up. Mention what you've been through. Talk about it. And then we can start managing this pain. We can start getting to a point where you're actually at peace with it. Yeah. Now, that takes a minute, sure. obviously. We're not trying to pretend that it happens overnight. But we get right to the heart of it. And, and I think that's another thing we do really well here. Oh, I totally agree. I, like I say, I, I love your quote, you know, here in your office. And it, it's just such an eye opener for people when they look, come in here on that first appointment yeah. and you make them read the quote, which states yeah. the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you. And immediately yeah. the emotion that they feel, <laughs> yeah. you, we see it yeah. all the time. Yeah. They go, holy smokes. I've never yeah. heard that in my life. All I've ever heard was I'm broken and I'm this and I'm that and yep. whatever it is that's negative. Yep. And a lot of it they're creating in their own minds. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. We want them to quit creating those <laughs> negative thoughts. Yeah. And all of a sudden they see something and, you know, the tears will flow. But now you got to make them believe it. Yeah. And that's, again, where that awareness comes in. Yeah. If we can create a situation where that belief system changes, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, we see the people flourish. Yep. And we see them just go straight up. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But it takes time, just like you say. And, again, it's almost like from one day to the next, you see those lights turn on. Yeah. Their eyes are open, and they go, holy smokes. And that's why we love what we do because we get to see that. Right. It's awesome. I mean, it's so evident yep. in people when those lights turn on, you're like, wow. Yeah. They got it. And we get after it on day one. We So you bring up the quote you just read. So I met with a girl, one of our female clients this morning. She's brand new here. She's only been here a few days. And we're talking about this. And I had her read that out loud. And like usually what happens, she got very emotional. And I asked her, have you ever heard that before? Has anyone ever told you that exactly like that? And she said, no. And I said, it doesn't mean you don't have stuff to work on. What it means to your core, you're good. Yeah. You were born good and you're still good. You just have forgotten. And then I told her what I think the best definition of depression is, is pretending to be someone you're not. And then she really started crying. And I go, you can relate with that, right? And she goes, yeah. And I go, all this stuff you've been doing, drinking, lying, manipulating, that's not you. You weren't born a liar, a manipulator, a drunk. Right. Right. So you're going against who you really are. So you've been pretending for years. And I go, no wonder you feel sad and depressed. Right. Because you're going against who you really are. And it really hit her hard. And then I asked her, this is another one of those turn on the lights. Um, she has a, a small child, you know, at home waiting for her and she misses uh, her and all that. And so I said, would you ever give your child alcohol and she looked at me like never 
And I asked her why. She goes, well, because that's messed up. I go, yeah, it is. But why wouldn't you give it to her? She goes, well, I wouldn't want to hurt her. And I go, yeah. And I go, because you what her? And she goes, because I love her. And I said, there's the problem. And she's again looking at me like, what are you going? (laughs) And I said, you don't love you on the level you love her. So you put that poison in you. But you would never in a million years give it to your to your daughter. Never. Right. And again, floodgates. And I go, you've never heard that before, have you? And she goes, no, I never even realized that. I go, that's why you're here. You're here to learn to love you on that level. Right. I mean, how cool is that to be able to have them go, wow. Because we always say this, Mark. It's not. This is not just a drug and alcohol program to get off that no. stuff. This is a life program. This is for you to experience joy again in your life. And again, that's the part of turning on the lights, to see this in that light and go, whoa. Dude, she left here like going, I am so glad I'm here. It was so cool. Yeah. I, lo- I love hearing that. I really do because yeah. that's exactly what we're trying to do. And just like you say, in a matter of minutes, yeah. she's experiencing something she's probably never heard. Yep. And that's where we're so good is is getting yeah. that light bulb turned on mm-hmm. and making them aware of their situation around them. Sometimes that situation is so difficult that yeah. it's hard to get out of because yeah. it is truly a life change, you yeah. know, it life changing events yeah. that have to happen in order for them to get out of that dysfunction yeah. that they've been living. Absolutely. And those are hard choices to make, but I can tell you if they don't make them, we tend to see them again and again and yeah. again until they finally go, yeah. Hey, guess what I did? I did what you told us to do. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, sometimes you can't be with your spouse because it's dysfunctional. Sometimes you can't be with your family for a period of time. Sometimes you have to do things that will get you out of that dysfunction that you're living in. And that awareness is difficult to accept at times. Yeah. You know? And so we we're really, we're really good at that but changing your environment becomes so vitally important and they see that by the Mm -hmm. time they leave here. Yeah. And I think that's where they, they, you know, it's a struggle and that's why it becomes a process. Yeah. But you know, if we can get to the root of the issue, make them aware of the root of their issues, allow them to process through the root of those issues. Now they can experience joy again. Now they can experience all those feelings that they want to feel. Yep. And next thing you know, they're, they're throwing up all that negative yeah, stuff to you. Absolutely. You know, that's what I yeah. love. No, I love that. Is now they're, now they're anxious to just get rid of it all. Yep. Once they realize, Oh my gosh, yeah, I can do this. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, no, that's beautifully said. You know, one of our rules in process is I don't know is not an answer. Right. And I really believe, you know, our processes here are the best. I really do. Cause I hear it from the clients who have been everywhere and they're like, man, we've never processed like this before. And I was in a process on Monday with Wendy. It was Wendy and I, our clinical director. And uh, she's really good at getting getting someone to process their hurt, their trauma, you know, and in a way that they're coming up with the answers. I love that. And she guides them in such a way so they get to the instead of, because it's easy for us to go, well, well, here's what you're missing. She guides it really well, and we had a really good one on Monday about relationships and how that plays a part in all this, and it was fascinating. I mean, I was even going, 
Okay, I'm learning some stuff here, man. <laughs> I was like, dang. That's but why she, I don't go to group. Don't yeah, I know. Because I learn way too I know, much about I myself. Like, I got to be a little better at home. Uh, <laughs> right. I really thought that. But but I, I point that out for our listeners. Like, again, I know it sounds like we're always bragging about Wasatch, but we kind of are. Because I just think we do things a little differently here. And I'm not saying that other people don't do great jobs. There's other great places. But our processes um, are are fantastic in a way we get them uncomfortable at the same time they come up with the answers. And without fail, this person, Wendy and I processed on Monday. I talked to him on Tuesday and they were in the hot seat, man. They were sweating bullets and having a hard time. I said, how do you feel today? And it's like, I feel so much better. So going along with what you said, when they finally can share that, they just go, man, I feel so good. Oh. And they came up with the answer, well, which that's was really cool. I love that too. Yeah. yeah. When they come up with the answers, yep. It's a different type of process. And so often, you know, we hear that people are trying to teach people what drugs and alcohol are. These people know that. They don't need to hear that. They don't need to hear any of that. They know what drugs and alcohol do to them. Yeah, they could teach us all that stuff. (laughs) You know, that's, it's just not what they need. And frankly, just like you said, yes, we're a drug and alcohol program, but we're also a mental health program. And we know that if you don't have joy in your life, you're going to yeah. continue to struggle. Yeah. And that's where we're headed is trying to get that mind, body, and spirit right to that point where, again, they can experience joy, yep. know that when times are hard, that they're going to pass quickly. Yep. And just like your yeah. s- statement says, you're okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You just got to believe it. Yeah. You know, before yeah. you start self-sabotaging, believe you're going to be yeah. okay in the next 24 hours yeah. or 48 hours. Right. You know? You're okay. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. You just don't know <laughs> it yet. You just got to believe that, hey, have a little faith in yourself. Yeah, totally. You know? No, I love that, man. That's, again, very well said. And I, again, I, I think we just do things a little different in the sense that we turn on the lights, you know, and a lot of times when you turn on the lights, as good as the lights look, when they see the mess, it's like, we hear this a lot, you know, turn those off. I'm comfortable in the dark, right? I'm comfortable in this misery, even though no, over here is the goodness, but it's just fun to watch again, the transitions and how we do that. So I just think we do a really good job in so many levels with doing, creating awareness. And one of my favorite quotes, and I apologize, I don't know who said this, so forgive me. It wasn't me, but I love this. Once your mind's been stretched by a new idea, it can never go back to its original dimensions. Gosh, I love that. And that's what we do here. We are stretching their mind in such a way. And we've said this a lot, Mark. We ruin everybody's relapse. We do. Because they have too much awareness. When they leave here, we always say, if you relapse, it's going to suck because you've got way too much awareness now. You can't go back. And we hear it over and over (laughs) and over by those who do relapse. They go... I hated it and <laughs> right. it's never going to be the same for me ever again. Yeah. So yeah. I had to come back really quick yep. because it was the worst thing I've ever done. Yep. And that's what's so great is yes, that awareness is now there and they immediately know this is not good. Yep. I don't, yeah. now I don't want to feel that, you know, for sure. Now I'm going to go back and I'm really going to believe what they have to say. Cause yeah. I just experienced what they said was going to happen. Yep. You know. And I love, that's the surrender piece, right? Right. And I love D, who's also works with us. He's amazing. Um, he His definition of surrender is come over to the winning side. 
So when they finally go, okay, I'll listen to what you guys want to say. Finally, okay, you're coming over to the winning side. Because our goal is we want you to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're not doing this to try to say, you know, to create yeah. more misery in your life, we want to see you flourish in life. Yeah, we're not, it's almost like we're not punishing. <laughs> we this is by choice, but you they know. feel like that you, sometimes. They do, of course, they do. It's like they feel like they're getting punished <laughs> because they have to get raw and they have to get vulnerable, and it, yeah. and it and it stings a little bit. But that's again coming from their own yeah. feelings, and we know that. Yeah. But we also take great care of them in those situations. That's mm-hmm. what's so wonderful is yeah. we get them to realize what they're caring and what they're going through but then we can also carry them through that that's why i think this level of care for people who are listening residential is an opportunity it's it's not a punishment to come to rehab yeah it's an opportunity and everybody who steps through these doors i always say three days you're gonna beg me not to leave <laughs> and they all look at me like you're freaking yeah crazy. right yeah and by the end of the right week, now i want to bounce yeah right yeah. and by the end of the week they always go holy yeah. smokes yeah. I, I can't believe it i yeah. love being here That's awesome but what a great opportunity to just mm-hmm. focus on yourself oh, man. to learn some of yeah. these things and to actually do it yeah you know and that's what i just love about it so well, I think this has been a great conversation. I think um, I, I have one question for you before we wrap it up is, again, we say this a lot. This, if someone's listening right now, Mark, who's struggling, they're wrestling with what to do in their lives or they're just in a dark place, what would you tell them? You know, have a little faith. Have a little faith. Try and create just a little bit of hope in yourself. Mm-hmm. Not just you got to take that little leap of faith be able to trust others, even though you don't. Yeah. Um, believe that we have good intentions. Believe that you are as great as you are. You won't believe it right off the bat. Yeah. But know that deep down you are a great person. That's what yeah. I would tell somebody. Sure. Deep sure. down, you're a wonderful person. You, yeah. you, just like you say, when you were a child. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. You have protectors. <laughs> you would never do certain things. As we get older, we tend to self-sabotage. But yeah. just take that leap of faith. And uh, if you're struggling whatsoever, if it's with us or somebody else, Wasatch Recovery is here to help you. Yeah. We're here to help you find the right place. If it's not with us, it's with somebody else. Yep. We will help guide you. Um, all of us are here to win it. Yep. And that's what we do. We win it yeah. and we try and allow you to win it yeah. and because we believe that everybody can do this everybody yeah. and there's not very many people that believe that yeah we believe it yep and that's what i love about yeah it, so. love it i would agree I, I i would just say i agree with everything mark just said we love you we care about you and we'll do whatever we can to help you so please reach out and so with that said mark what would be the best way if someone wants to get some help and they want their family member to get some help or come take a tour or whatever. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you? So they get a hold of us. Uh, you can call our main number, which will ring to a couple of different people, me included. And it's eight zero one nine zero one zero zero two four. You can also look us up on our website at wasatchrecovery.com. And then if you want, you're always welcome to call me direct on my mobile phone. And that's eight zero one eight nine eight seven 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 eight so three sevens and an eight you're welcome to call me you're welcome to text me whatever i can do to help and uh again we're passionate about what we do Mm -hmm. and uh we're always willing so (laughs) whatever we can do to help you we're we're here to help okay love it 
There you go. You got his own personal cell number, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to him. And when we post this, we go live, you know, share this with someone you might know that's struggling. If you have a friend or a family member you think has relapsed, but they're not telling you anything, give them, tell them to listen to this episode. It gives you a way to break the ice and you can talk to them. And so, but you guys do a really good job at sharing this. So we appreciate that more than you know. Again, our end goal is to help people save lives. You know, anything we can do to, to be a better uh, light in this world uh, at times that feels kind of dark. So we're grateful to be in that position and and uh, we're grateful for all your support. So Mark, thank you. It's always good chatting with you, man. Always. I love this. I love, yeah. uh, I love what we do and uh, I love how you do it, Todd. You're an amazing human being and what you do changes thousands of lives every day. And, uh, you know, you're just my hero. So thank you. Thanks, Mark. You're mine too. There you go, folks. We love you guys. And uh, until next time.